We'll do that, and if, if the microphone doesn't like that, tell with the microphone. Tell with the microphone. We'll just... Hey there, welcome you guys to Neurotic Tornado, one of the top 100 most popular podcasts with the word tornado in the title. I actually made that up. We're probably not even in the top 100 for tornado podcasts. So once again today, I hang out with Jackie and Bill. This time we talk about what it's like to write about people we care about, in particular, write, writing about our spouses and other family members and how that goes over both the writing process and how it affects those other people. Thanks for all the great feedback on the last one. It seemed like it was a, that conversation on alone time seemed to strike a chord with some people, and uh, that was a fun one to do. Also, I just want, just so you know, uh, I do want to get my wife back on the show sometime soon, but she just honestly needs a little break to catch up on her other areas. And as much as I tried to convince her that this podcast is really healthy for our relationship and for everything else, I couldn't trick her into do, doing it at this moment. So she'll be back. Before we get into the guts of this topic of writing about our loved ones, just wanted to mention that I got a lot of feedback saying that they liked how Bill chimed in to ask us various questions about the need for alone time, especially like how how we can write at a coffee shop and find that more peaceful than writing in the house when our partner's in the house. Jackie, <clears throat> Jackie responded to say that. Uh, one, one of the, the things uh, I noticed with Bill that happens happens with us just generally, we at different times will have people come around to talk to us about different situations in their lives. Some, you know, a couple may come and talk to us or a friend anyway will come and talk to us. And, and um, oh, yeah. I'll be the one who's just sort of like listening and uh-huh and yes and kind of carrying on the conversation and engaging. And Bill will be really quiet through all of that. <laughs> and then he'll come in with just like the perfect thing at the very end. So, you know, like a year later when we see them, it won't be any of the things I said. <laughs> Bill, remember when you said this? <laughs> so, but yeah, I kind of felt like that with a, with, you know, when I was listening to him in the podcast, I was like, oh, he's got some really, you know, I just liked what he was saying. Anyway, just wanted to play that because we referenced that anecdote later on in this episode. Okay, I hope you enjoy it. Sorry that the audio quality isn't great. I'm still trying to work out the kinks in that front. I would say when I when I write fiction, almost there there are many characters that I have that there's some sort of initial inspiration of someone I know, um, or a place that I have in mind, but it pretty quickly shifts off that. Writing yeah. memoir is very different than that. Yeah, and that for me, I, I've done all, mostly fiction. I've done a few essays, but my fiction usually it's just that it's like. The idea sparks from a characteristic of somebody, and then it goes off. Mm -hmm. uh, but since you've been doing memoir recently, yep. that you can't use that mechanism. No, uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's, and so that it's, seems. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's better or worse, but it seems scary to me because these people are represented um, in your book. Right. Well. A couple things. I mean, one of the coolest pieces of feedback I had about 
and this was about a piece of fiction, but I think it really holds true for my memoir, is that I don't think I really write about anyone that I just don't like. Um, so every, I like my I like my characters, whether they're real life people, even if they were people that where there were problems. For the most part, it's just really, you know, I I, I like people. And so for someone to say, someone came up to me after reading and said, "What I like about your story is that you love your characters. It's really clear you love them, even if they're very flawed." Yeah. And um, I think it's true. I just really, I mean, I think that that I hope that that really comes through in my writing is that. Even in all the <clears throat> fucktitude that there is, um, we're just people, and we're just mm-hmm. trying to get through. And that where conflict happens is when my needs bump into the in the way of someone else's needs, or vice versa. And that that's yeah, you know that and and that's a lot of what I'm really interested about writing. You know, in a lot of ways, anyway, is just how that what happens when what you want and what I want are different, and how do we right. But now one thing about that is since you write such, you write the complexity of Mm -hmm. the character's struggle. So I do think it comes off like that you care and love the, these characters that you might have. You also, since they're not two dimensional characters, since they're three dimensional characters, their flaws or struggles end up on the page too, which for somebody who's insecure can be scary even if mm-hmm. it comes out that you love them. I know with my bright novel in the works, even the um, you know it was very fictionalized in many ways, but I was terrified of how my family in particular would take those characters and the fact that I did have you know there were moments like if you took that paragraph, they didn't look so good. If you take the whole, you see the love. Mm-hmm how amazing these people are or, you know, the love the main character feels. But there are moments that are not easy, wouldn't be easy, and that scares me. And I, I wonder if, like, memoir is worse. Oh, <laughs> or, you know, like, sure. I don't know. I'm amazed that um, consistently over the years, this is actually Jackie's second memoir, um, but even with the fictional, she has a high degree of integrity in making sure that the person she's writing about is okay with what's being said, um, wants to check in with them and get the permission, maybe check in afterwards to find out if they were okay. But that is something that's really foreground for her when, when she does that is to make sure that this is going to be okay with that person. So um, on one hand, I really appreciate that. Um, mm. I think sometimes she's wor- she worries a little bit too much. But I do feel actually, I mean, pretty pretty terrified. When I wrote the first thing that I, first full-length thing I wrote was a memoir about having been raped and when I was younger. And part of that story was about how my family handled it. And not that it was wrong, because in the context of the times, in the context of who our family was, we did what we knew how to do. But many years later, looking back on it, I was surprised by particularly maybe my mom's absence at the time, that she didn't push her way through maybe the way a mother today would in terms of being with me. But it wasn't the kind of relationship we had. And I was really nervous about having her read it, but she wanted to read what I'd written. And she was incredible. And um, my dad read it. My siblings read it. Um, It wasn't anything that was published because I was just learning to write. So my regret now is, oh, I let them read that really shitty writing. But they were really cool about how they handled it. But now with what I'm writing... 
I mean, I, I, I worry about it in a, a lot in terms of, you know, my mom died a few months ago. I've been working on this, you know, for since before she died. And she she's heard parts of it. I, I have anxiety. I come from a small town, and I worry about the people from the small town reading, you know, things about my own growing up, my wild years. I, you know, my siblings live in that town, so I don't want to do anything that makes it uncomfortable for them. Yeah, um, gosh. So I think about strangers reading it and feel okay. It's, it's the, you know, the people in my life. And I don't, it's not that I feel ashamed of anything in there at all or right. horrible about, because it's, no one did, has did anything, you know, horrible or terrible, but it's just the tension of relationships and and it's my story. I mean, I think that's the trickiest part with memoir is I'm telling my story as I experience it and as I remember it. I mean, that's the part that's so strange is that someone else could really, in my family, we all have like really different stories about things um, hmm. or things we remember and the other one's like, I don't remember that at all, which I think is true of all families. Yeah. Um, and things where I know, I, I found out later, oh, I had a wrong memory and um, got that, you know, that corrected or whatever, but... It's, it's just a challenging kind of thing. And it's, that's, I think, one of the scariest things for me about moving forward. I think the thing that stops me is, what if I, you know, this really did, you know, when, when I get it published, how is that going to be? And what, could, what is the outcome that would be, what is the scary outcome? Like, so let's say... Like the worst thing. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, because I, I keep thinking, like, I think my fears don't really have as much a basis in reality. But, like, what is the end result that would be regrettable or is that you know I think that um, I, I really don't I mean I think that if I did something that just so hurt someone um, but I don't really I, I trust myself enough and I also like Bill said um, my intention is to say look I've written this and I'd like you to read it because I'm I'm naming you here and and it's not like I'm revealing something that people, you know, anything kind of completely unknown. But there, you know, I think that you have to honor when you're writing about someone. Plus, there's a legal risk, I suppose, in some cases. Yeah, there's all kinds of legal yeah, things I don't yeah. really understand. Uh-huh. But, but I don't uh, really think uh, in this case I have to worry about that because it's not, not that there isn't tension and drama. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> but it's, but it's, I don't think I have to worry about, oh, I'm revealing something that no one knows. Yeah, um, in in terms of in, from my hometown or in my family, I think there's something about the power of the written word. Uh, I know um, that Jackie had shared with me her, her experience of being raped, uh, um, but it was more significant when I read it. It became much more powerful to actually see the words on paper and read it. Um, and so I think sometimes with people, uh, it can be more powerful if they read something about themselves even though maybe they've kind of heard it or known it. So, you know, there's, I think there's a reason for that, saying the power of the written world. I mean, it was really impactful for me when I read her experience versus just hearing it. Yeah, I, I remember you saying to me, wow, you always told me about this, but you just told me that that had happened, not what exactly had happened. And that was really a strong moment for you to... Mm-hmm. What I'm working on now about... Is this you know about not about being childless and um, being in a relationship with someone who didn't want to have children when I you know had a pretty strong desire to have children, um, so that's 
you know, this is this is a lot about Bill in that. And so I do feel also sort of protective of him in that, like um, the people that could judge him, but there are also the people that could have judged him anyway, <laughs> you know, um, because they're, you know, I mean, if I think if a stranger out there judges him, well, he's just to them a character in a book they don't know him. Um, and I suppose if anyone else would judge him, it would be someone who knows him, who already knows our story and how, you know, how this came to be. See, I find it interesting because I think Jackie actually seriously does worry more about what people would think about me if they read what she wrote than I do. I, you don't, no, yeah, I, you don't, I totally uh, believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that makes sense to maybe me. Maybe there, there's some ownership about that she wrote it so that I will have this experience because of that. But um, it, it was interesting in her first memoir. Um, so when you read about yourself on the written word and you realize that this is how that person sees you, I mean, it can be really powerful. I mean, it's like, wow, that's... Um, and um, I was pleasantly surprised with her first member. I, I, I don't know if it was the agent or the editor um, that gave Jackie some feedback and said, you're going to have to go back and change your husband's character because nobody is that nice. <laughs> you know, that was a feedback. Yeah, and I went, well... That's a win. That's yeah. a win. Yeah, that was, he came across pretty wonderful. <laughs> like, I mean, one thing that I, I think is interesting, like reading Jackie's current memoir... And seeing you, you play a very big role in this story, and seeing a big arc of who you are in this story, because it's a deep, complex view, there you you see the the conflict and tension, and so you don't. So as a whole, I think your uh, fa- fabulousness and who you are comes out but like there are moments that probably are not easy mm-hmm. to read and so like how was how was that like to experience like a not just like a thumbnail sketch but like over time to read even the parts where you know aren't maybe like the favorite depi- the best depictions well, that's and, a great question yeah. um, it's interesting and sometimes um, I don't know why I react one way and sometimes another. There will be a couple of times in reading the memoir where there would be a little pain, like, oh, I'm being revealed as this guy that laid the law down no children. But it seems to get balanced out with the rest of me in the book. And so and so on the whole, I'm fine with it. I think she does a good job of, like you said, if, if it's a complete picture versus one little slice. If somebody only reads one chapter, then I might be worried. <laughs> but, you know, no, but no, so I think she does a really good job uh, of, of balancing it out, and, and, uh, and I take ownership when I, sh- when I should, and so it makes it easier. Yeah. So it's all one-sided. I mean, I, it, it could be, uh, I could probably feel a need to defend myself, and I, and I really haven't. It, it was also interesting, again, uh, the power of the written word, so in this book, um, Jackie shares something in the book which I had known about, and that was on a vacation to Mexico, she had this attraction with a guy on the plane. And, and so I've known about that, and, and actually she kind of, I, I knew something was going on, and I said, you should go for a walk and sort out, and she bumps into the guy again, and she comes back and she tells me about it, and we talk about it and we deal with it, and so... Uh, I thought that chapter was closed, and, and it really was. But when I read yeah. her describing that, what was different was she talked about what was going on in her mind yeah. during 
the airplane thing, which I never knew. And what was going on in her mind was she would turn to see if he was looking at her, and she'd look back, and she talks about doing that. And then she talks about getting up to go to the bathroom, walking by him and everything. Um, and that was all new information. And that, that was tough for a while. That was tough, like, wow. I don't know if it was pers- purposefully that she withheld information from me. Mm-hmm. But hearing that stuff... You mean tough when you read it? Yes. Yes. And had yeah. never heard it before, like, oh, we were having all this stuff. And, yeah, so it, so it, can, be, it can be a little challenging sometimes when you, when you realize there was stuff going on in her mind that, that uh, not necessarily that she was purposely hiding from me, but I just wouldn't know about it anyway. But now I knew about it. So yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a little bit challenging. Yeah, and I do think that 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 is a, one of the scenes I remember being extra doubled over in our writing group, both like because of the conflict in the scene itself, but also knowing both of y'all. So it was, uh, you know, to feel this whole experience uh, was difficult. And I did quickly wonder like how it because I knew that you know you you're attuned to what Jackie's writing. Like, how did that feel? Because I try to picture me being in your shoes mm-hmm. and I think I'm growing in my a notch more secure in <laughs> uh-huh. who I am yeah. but it would still be very difficult even to have a a moment of this just you know brooding on it I could do and more and more I I see the whole of a relationship better than just sticking to, like fixating on one little mm-hmm. thing but I don't know I think about that a lot like mm-hmm. the stuff I write so far has been mostly fictionalized accounts of my supposed wife or a girlfriend and we just laugh about it because she can see how I plucked this one truth and made up this other story and so I've never been quite in that same situation that you know you're talk- y'all are talking about well so that I, I I mean we can get back to this but I'm just curious I have been curious about that because it so so her experience is oh yeah I see where that sort of where that, what was inspired by that or that moment that you added that's the currently like this little tiny bit of truth, but it's not what the whole thing, it's not how it is, but she's okay with I mean, because you're you know, your your novel is there's pieces of it that, you know, there's certain things that are similar to your life, yeah. so. Yeah, and she she could see it, like she doesn't right. get tripped up in yeah. that, where I thought like the most recent, the short story I, I'm doing, the the one about the it's a divorced guy with a kid in a company that does social collaboration software so it's like all these things are true except sherry and i are married yeah and this is a divorced guy uh-huh. and when i showed it to her i was like i hope you don't mind yeah. i i don't i'm not planning we're not i'm not planning anything <laughs> here but and it didn't even phase her she's like i really like that story it was pretty good it's um, a great story I and but she story. yeah she didn't get tripped up in the why are you divorced in this story? And for me, I mean, I think what I do is I run with, these are all my insecurities I'm running with, like the struggles in the relationship. I'm always thinking what happens if it falls apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the spouse is, or the girlfriend is always giving the main character hell for being a buffoon. And that's just my crit- crit- critique, the yeah. critiques in my head going on that I give to the other character. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I think... If I were her, I would I would get a little more tripped up in the the truths and the fiction mm-hmm. blurring together. You know, when I think about that particular story, though, I, I mean, I actually never even 
really thought about Sherry or you and Sherry and that. I thought yeah, it's a little it's more. Very, it feels very. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I don't know. I just it feels more a little bit more distant from kind of your story. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, Although when I think now when you're telling me all this, I think, oh yeah, yeah I see why you would have had. I'm, that. And I'm always writing about divorce. I'm obsessed with divorce. Uh, but and I I read it this weekend too um, at Burnt Tongue. I don't know. It's like maybe. Somewhere between fifty and a hundred people in the audience, and it was like midway through the story, I stopped and said, "For those of you who know my wife, I just want you to know I'm happily married. <laughs> you can you can assume that the rest is all true, but the the divorce part isn't." <laughs> and then yeah. I moved on because it hit me that like, oh shit. Yeah, I can say that about the memoir. No. Yeah, no. the memoir you you yeah, don't get that be. that cop out yeah. that I that fiction affords. Well, also if. if- I was a writer, and I'm not, and putting myself in your guys' position. You said something earlier uh, about, I think it's a person's insecurities. So if, they, uh, if something you write about in your book touches their insecurities, uh, that may be something that's hard to deal with. Yeah. And you may not know what their insecurities are. Mm-hmm. And you may think something else you're writing would offend most people, and this is kind of milk toast. And yet that could be the thing. And so I'll go back to the incident on the plane with Jackie. My insecurity is... Can we get past the incident on the plane? Well, <laughs> there are many other scenes. Teachable, so teach, many teachable moment. Yeah. Teachable moment. My, my insecurity is um, my, my reality was, was screwed up, uh, uh, fucked up a lot when I was a child. And so I really have a hard time now if my reality gets tweaked. And what was interesting was... Huh. Going back and reading that, even though it was like 30 years ago, I realized my reality wasn't accurate then. I didn't know what was going on um, 30 years ago, and that bothered me in the present. Yeah, his reality was being fucked with. Yeah, that, so that bothered me in the present that something was screwing with me 30 years ago I didn't know about. It. So I think it is our insecurities yes. that we'll react the most to about what you guys write. And yeah. you may not know what they are. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You said it fucked you up earlier your reality getting fucked with. Mm-hmm. So this is, you say in your childhood, yes. you had... Many times my reality was fucked with. Many times. So it just left a, a challenge for me. Uh, when my reality gets a little bit questionable, I, I can get uh, fragile. This triggered that yes. childhood. So, so things like where if... I mean, the thing that I've learned with Bill is not to... Just don't... Um, don't try to play jokes on him that will make him... N- Think what's happening? Like you don't move the furniture don't around move the furniture every time. Every, he comes yes, back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one time in a restaurant we were out with some good friends, um, and there was the four of us. And I went up to go to the bathroom, and they thought it'd be really cool to go over to another table. And so did we just switched tables. Yeah, so Jackie did that <laughs> out of his line of sight. Yeah. And then she saw me come out from the bathroom. I just froze like a deer in the headlights, looking at that table. He sat down at the old table, the original yeah. table. And Jackie goes, this isn't funny for Bill. And she got, this is not funny. Because it would be things that happened to him as a child that would happen to him, and then he would tell his mother, and he would, she would say, that's not true. That you I didn't that, you didn't do. I didn't do that, or not that she didn't, but that didn't happen to you. Because there were things that happened that she couldn't protect him from. And so it was just easier for her to say, well, that's not true, like things a babysitter did, and she needed that babysitter, so... Wow. You know, so he, so, so that, that kind of thing of. Well, that, um, that makes a lot of sense. That, I does that does connect well to like what, what triggers somebody in a, when they read about themselves yes. in mm-hmm. a piece. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things. I mean, Bill has been incredibly, you know, generous. As, as have most of the people in my life. I mean, my family also. My mom always wanted to read what I read. Yeah, wrote. That, that's amazing. And that's um, she was just curious, and she was so. I wrote. I think about the things that she read, and she. It made her like. We, it opened up things to talk about our relationship, and with with the things. I mean, Bill, when I come home from our writing group or critique group and he'll say well what did you bring in and do you want to read it to me and um so he's uh, one day i came home and he'd read the notes that i'd left out that the pages that had everyone's notes on it and he said oh it's so interesting to see the you know the different critiques that people oh, give yeah. and how they do that um so he's always been really interested and for the most part i think that was probably the one exception of oh this is you know this is a little bit hard to hear was that situation on the airplane i thought we were going back to that <laughs> <laughs> um but the other thing that's interesting is sometimes when I write something about something that happened with us, and this is an interesting thing about truth and memory, is I read something a while back about how memory, the minute you begin to remember something, it steps away from the truth. Or the minute you tell, wow. I know it's a little weird kind of that's way of thinking really about it, but the truth, the, what happened is maybe in us in some way. But the minute I tell you about it, I'm creating a story about what happened. And each time I tell it, then that becomes my memory. Yes. Is the way that I've told it. And so you think about that in terms of witnesses or whatever. Wow, that's a fascinating way to look at it. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. So I think it's really fascinating in looking at memoirs. You know, as I write it, I'm writing what I remember and sort of this experience I had. And with creative nonfiction, there may be adding sort of, you know, a magazine that's sitting there that I don't know if it was actually Good Housekeeping or Red Book in that day in 1970. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm going to say it was Good Housekeeping. And so there I've, I've created this, this memory. This, but is, you know, so, so it's, it's a weird thing uh-huh. about that. Um, and as long as, to me, as long as it's, you know, holding to the, the truth of the story, what I'm really writing about, that's important. Yeah, right. But what's curious to me with with reading things to Bill is that I will read something to him, and then later that topic may come up with some friends that we're with. He may be talking about something I'm writing, and he will tell his memory of that event, and it's in a way that I wrote it. So I often wonder, like, how much uh, is my writing influencing his memory? Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and I, I, I unfortunately can't remember a specific, but I, I do know that's happened, that, like, I've written something, and then it's become the family story. Yes. Where I'm like, that was actually for my novel. I don't, I think I made that, you know, like, I don't know if you yeah. did that, did it uh-huh. that way. Yeah, so it's pretty fascinating to watch that, those things turn around and come back out in Bill's stories, and I'll think... And it's not like I've changed the story, but I may have said, you know, three times he said this, and he'll be he'll be, you know, telling that story and saying three times I said this, right. and it's it's fascinating. Although he corrected me on something the other day, I had a scene where his mom came running out of the house saying, "My Billy's home," and he said, "You have to change that because what she actually said was she would always say it twice." And it wasn't um, because it was inaccurate; um, it was because. Um, for me, what was important was to capture how special that was for her. So when she said, my Billy's home, 
once versus my Billy's home, my Billy's home. It, for me, captured, wow, that was much more significant <laughs> than just hearing it once in terms of capturing that feeling of love she had for me. Right, and then and especially, I mean, that gets extra tricky because now not only are you writing about the person you're with, but it's the person you're with's family. Yeah. So now you're treading into territory that they know more intimately mm-hmm. also. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That, that's another layer yeah. I never thought about. Well, so, uh, you know, I think that I know that you struggled some um, after just kind of like, how is this going to go over with my family with your with your novel, your first one? And now you're kind of looking at that with your current one as well. Yeah. Even it's fiction, maybe Again, inspired yeah. by. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that, that one is. I'm I'm particularly worried. I mean, it's interesting because the first one, I was worried about how close it was to the truth. And this one, I'm worried about how far it strays from the truth. Yeah. Because the first one, I just let out like all my fears and my childhood shame. I just put it all out there. So, I mean, that part was quite accurate. My childhood and my fear and... You know, even if the present day stuff was fictionalized. But this current one, I took like my grandparents' immigration story, and I'm just going crazy. Not crazy as in, uh, these are all things that I feel could and did happen at that time, but not to my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing it into the story. And I constantly, when I get too wrapped up in thinking about it being published, fortunately, I don't do this so much. I convince myself there's no chance. I think about, oh, my dad is really not going to like this. Because, you know, I can picture that the phone call where it's like, why did you have to go uh, say that? That didn't happen. That's mm-hmm. not, that pro- that didn't, ha- I don't remember anything like that happening. And that's the, that's the fear I have now is, you know, particularly when I talk about the, the clan and the, some of the racial things that are things I've read about the time, but aren't first-hand accounts. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and there was another detour on the way here. This is maybe a little off-subject, but the dressé that I called, the, yeah. the essay oh, yeah. about my kids' affection for dresses is on-again, off-again interest. It seems like every month it's older. But that was my one venture into confessing something true or, you know, that build is nonfiction. And, and that really messed me up. I mean, yeah. y'all knew because you... You guys gave me some emergency therapy on the mm-hmm. phone, or we, I guess we actually talked in person a bit, but I, I remember that phone call mm-hmm. or how much that meant to yeah. me. But that messed me up completely because then I was getting judgment from my extended family, from strangers, and even though it was 99% love, I mean, that 1% it was just crushed me for a, mm-hmm. a few weeks. But yeah, I don't. I don't know how that connects to everything. No, I think. I mean, I think that you know, talking about some of the consequences of writing about your own life, I think that that was a really powerful experience for you. I mean, it was such a beautiful essay, and it was, uh, like you say, ninety nine percent really just powerfully received. People were very moved by it, but then there were some of the the small minded, nasty people that. Yeah you know, wrote some horrible things. And I think in in some ways even connecting it to the novel that you're working on and some of the, the darkness that's in that, 
Yeah. Um, and the sense, I mean, one of the things you said, there, you know, kind of this this way that you've talked about kind of the backdrop story of they're out to get us. And so how that moment really brought that forward for you. Oh, wow, wow yeah. that's really good. I know. <laughs> That was a good therapy microphone. That That's actually a good point because the darkness didn't kick in until I really hit away from the world mm-hmm. after that essay. Yeah. In this yeah. essay now where I'm putting some of the terror into the novel. Oh, yeah. Where before it, it was a little hint of the terror, but now I'm putting some, yeah. And that's the thing I think that well I mean I think the novel I mean I just really saw your writing your your novel open up in that since after that time and the risks that you've taken so you took a I think a big risk with that essay um, or experienced it as a risk maybe after the fact even um, and so now you're putting that into the novel which I think was I think is really important for this the story that you're telling. Um, and that's the thing I think for your father. It's going to be so far away from, you know, this is you know this is inspired by, you know, maybe a little bit of family history, but not. It's you know, it's not. Yeah. Your family story. Yeah, yeah. It really is a different story yeah. at this point. Well, you know. I think one of the things that's happened with me that's been sort of interesting, generally with writing memoir or essays is when I'll read something, whether it's at a, at a public reading or just in the critique group, I mean, there have been people who have been like, who'll say, God, it's so brave of you what you write, you know, what you wrote here. And I'm <laughs> like, huh, I don't, uh, I just, I don't really, as I'm writing it, I think I'm so sort of focused on just getting the story down and the craft of, of telling it in a, in a way that flows or makes sense or is, you know, is a story um, that I forget sort of that my, my heart is open or my, you know, my whatever, all of that. And so I'll have moments where I'll, I'll be like, you know, after I've read it and someone has said something like that, like, Oh, should I not, should I not be doing this? Should I not be sharing this? Or someone will say something about something I've written about Bill or there, you know, there might be a note like, ugh, you know, that just is, you know, terrible or whatever, or, or about anyone. And I'll feel, you know, just sort of that in that moment, like, oh, maybe I should be more protective, or maybe, or maybe I shouldn't do this <laughs> at all. Well, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I think that's what makes you such an, an amazing writer is that your instinct is to just put the it in all its honesty on the page, without even thinking whether or not this is brave. It's like to get the depth of the scene there. Yeah. It's like you probably, it bypasses that, maybe the checkpoints that some people have, which is like, don't, don't reveal yeah. that. Don't, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be honest about that, but it, you just kind of put it on the page without uh, realizing that, that it, that's, people don't often admit that, yeah. even if people feel that or mm-hmm. know that, which I mean, makes the writing so powerful mm-hmm. because it's refreshing. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I think, you know, in, in some ways, I mean, that's been a sort of an issue I've dealt with. And this sort of circles around, back around to family or sharing it with family is, you know, I can remember as a woman in my teens or my, you know, as a young woman in my 20s and sharing things and then realizing, oh, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been too open. And 
I mean, I just was sort of raised in a, in a world where you're just a little bit more circumspect than I've always managed to be. And then I'm in a relationship with someone where we're just incredibly open about what's going on with us. I mean, I've learned more of that from Bill. And so I really believe that our secrets are the things that can make us most sick, you know, the things that we, that we hide. hide. Yeah. But I do think there is something about, I don't tell everything. You know? right, right. I mean, I sort of like have a sense of like, oh yeah, there's, you know, there's certain things I'm simply not going to say. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, I what guess are those? Just, yeah, no, well, no, no. no it's just, <laughs> okay, just, just testing. And just now one or two. That yeah. we're here with the tape going on. Well, I have a question. Um, uh, yeah. So, in terms of um, being a writer, in terms of a moral code uh, in the writing community about revealing information about a spouse or a friend or something, um, I don't know if that's a thing that's generally out there and there is just this moral code and you all know it and, and it's a given. Yeah. Or I know, like, for instance, individually with Jackie, she's really sensitive that she may have done something that put me in a bad light. And so that's more about her personality and who she is as a person. And so I, th- th- those two things, I mean, so um, is there a moral code out there, an ethical thing that that all writers know and you don't cross this line? Or is it more individual? Each person says, well, it's just the truth. And so I can write the truth. I mean, is there, is there, is there a moral code? I mean, is there that's talked a, about? Or? Yeah. That's a great question. Do you know of a moral code? Well, no. I mean, I was thinking, I, I don't think there is a moral code. And I think it really is individual in that I know some writers. And I, I don't, I'm not currently hanging out with those writers because they don't, they're not my style as much, but who are really good at skewering people. You know, yeah. like people who can just talk about what shit asses all their ex boyfriends are. Mm-hmm. Sh- sorry, shit ass. Um, my dad was just telling me that in the 1930s in Georgia, they used to use the term shit ass a lot, but <laughs> I shouldn't have said that just now. But I mean, but you know, you know, they just can skewer their exes. Uh-huh. And they do that well, and that's cool. But for me, I, I could never do that because it violates my personal way of writing, which is, I mean, I, my goal in writing is to get to the heart of what this main person is struggling with or these people are struggling with. And, and it doesn't involve making, uh, skewering the people around them. Right. Uh, just bringing out the humanity in them. And I mean, it seems like that's how you operate. Yes. yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's a moral code or just a stylistic or a way we look at the world or what. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, there's certainly nothing that's ever really overtly talked about or in the you know, the guidelines of being a, a writer. But there's... Um, I think that, you know, I, I tend... Like you, I tend to gravitate toward people who... Well, who, who don't, aren't writing as victims... And I yeah. think that I don't oh, read stuff it, yeah. where someone's writing as a victim because it's, I mean, and I don't mean victim in the sense of I'm completely helpful, you know, like all of this stuff happened to me. It, it's just not as really that good of writing. Um, now, there is some of the, where the skewering can be pretty funny. Yeah, right. I it, mean, I've seen some things humor that Humor can amazing. change yeah. that story yeah. a bit. Um, but I'm, I'm hesitating as I say I don't write as a victim because, I, not that I, I don't think I do, but I'm not... I mean, victim by way of, oh, everything has always happened to me. I just don't, I don't think that's very interesting writing. And so I think the, the very fact of that is what keeps most writers from writing from that perspective. Um, 
it's just not it's not an interesting story because part of it is like what you say the complexity of what was my part what is your part in this situation um, and all relationships have yeah. that yeah and I'm trying to think I mean I know there's some where I remember there's clearly good guy bad guy or good, yeah. I mean like I remember even reading like early Lori Moore short stories yeah. where she dates some annoying I forget which stories but where she's dating some guys and the guys are clearly I mean she really mocks the the guy and I enjoyed the story uh-huh. but it's it's also not my fate like I mean I, I'm more interested in the, the the messy reality of all these complicated people and not just this one person's smart and this one person's dumb <laughs> yeah, yeah I think that's um, the part it's the one it's yeah. when it becomes one dimensional yeah um, because yeah. I don't think I mean I think there are people who are victimized by various right you know, th- things to happen but but it's where it becomes one dimensional in the sense of okay what do I do now yeah um, I don't think there is a code I just think there's different uh-huh. uh, ways of writing well it. I go back to Jackie's first memoir then when the feedback from the I don't know if it was uh, an editor or an agent that you have to show some of Bill's dark side because it's just not believable um, so I think in this memoir um, that there are times where she shows me uh, in a light that it could be seen as unfavorable. I think it validates the other stuff that she says about me that's really nice. Yes. Right. If that's not in there, then after a while you lose the balance and, yeah. and people are not going to believe it. So that actually adds to the validity of the good stuff, yeah. I think. And I think to me that's all about the depth of the character, but not like make them bad or make yeah. them good. Yeah. But yeah, just yeah. deepen mm-hmm. it because we know that people aren't always wonderful or right. always. Well, there are some people that are always evil, but. Yeah. Well, the, and that, you know, I mean, the, the, one of the real life examples of, of um, why I can believe it when Bill is like really giving me a compliment is we had been together for, I don't know, six years and he went away for, went away to a workshop that was about a two week workshop or something. He was gone and, and I went to meet him at the place that was up in Canada. I went to meet him at this place and we were going to go off on a vacation together. And so I drove up and his friend dropped him off in a parking lot and I put on my lipstick and got my hair all fluffed up and walked over to where his car was going to be where he was going to be parked and waiting for me and I got there and we had this wonderful greeting and everything and got back in the car and we're driving along and as we're driving I said so what did you notice about me after not seeing you like what was the first thing you thought when you saw me um, after this you know, two weeks away. Actually, it was a month. Was it a month? Mm-hmm. Okay, after a month away. And he said, I, well, I'd forgotten that your nose is so big. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, are you fucking serious? That's what you're going to say to me after? <laughs> and it took hours and hours and hours to, to reel back from that. Hours. Oh. Well, it did. It was, that, it was that evening so, when we were still. I was like, I could have said to you, you know, I didn't notice you had so much gray in your hair or whatever it was. And yeah. um, and so what I realized is he is going to tell me the truth. So if I say, what do you think about Ugh. this piece of writing? What do you think about this these pair of pants? Whatever it is, he tells me the truth. And so on the upside or the downside, it's all there. And so I know his dark side. <laughs> now, now, in my defense, in my defense, I had taken a picture of Jackie with me 
up there to Canada, and I had it next to my bed, and I would look at it every night. Uh, and then in the morning when I get up, and it was a shot of her straight on. And so I was seeing this straight on memory imposed for a month. And then when I saw her in the parking lot, it was profile. And it was like, wow, that's different than this picture. So if that helps at all. I don't know if it helps. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's a great example. But yeah, uh, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's one thing I think is so lovely about... Uh, how you characterize Bill in the book is you do show this like pointed honesty, which is kind of jarring and refreshing, you know, so it comes off as like refreshing and, but, but it also show, it also, you also see that it, it it can be challenging Mm -hmm. to be straight, even though ultimately that's, I think what, well, I know that's the kind of what I want out of being with somebody Mm -hmm. is to have that, Mm-hmm. kind of straightness well and that's the thing I mean I think that what's what's so been so f- fascinating powerful hard wonderful everything about being in relationship with Bill is that it's exactly what everyone says they want I mean on my list of things I wanted in you know in a relationship in a person that I'd be in a relationship honesty was you know right there below a good sense of humor and below so that's below second below sense of humor okay okay, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify the order so the sense of humor, yeah. honesty, worse. Uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> and so, but it's it's I, you know we say we want things, but when we get them, yeah, right, right. It's like whoa, it's easy to say. This you is want really it. hard. Yeah. And I was raised with the idea that you say the nice thing, not always necessarily the truth. And um, so to have someone be really honest and then not be caretaking of me, like oh, how do I fix this? How do I fix this? Or how do I cover it up? He would just say, yeah, that, you know, that is what I thought. Um, or whatever it was, whatever level of honesty. And it is, like you said, it's refreshing and jarring. It's like he's telling me the truth, and it's really hard to hear the truth. I don't know one thing that actually allows me to do that with people or Jackie is that um, I tend to hold, particularly Jackie, as capable and able. And so um, it's that I can give her direct feedback because I'm seeing her uh, as capable and able to, to handle, handle it and deal with it. And, and I think um, um, it's when we see people as not capable or able that we then don't give them the truth. And I think that's a disservice to them because they're going to pick up at a subconscious level, oh, this person doesn't hold me as able to hear the truth. And yeah. So that, that helps me go forward. It, it is difficult for me to see relationships where you can see one person is kind of like coddling or... Uh, um, I, or you know, coddling or really taking care of the other person in a certain way, and it it seemed at the moment you you might misconstrue it as just sweet, but it it's kind of disrespectful. Yes. yes, yes. Um, yeah, and it t- took me some time to uh, kind of understand that. One thing I really appreciate with being in a relationship with Sherry is having her having been through you know the um, a, a divorce, marriage, mm-hmm. divorce, and different types of relationships and some complicated is is she didn't mess with all the like oh i need to take care and you know so sometimes it's like disappointing because i'm like well why isn't this set up in this beautiful (laughs) perfect way but in the end it's it kind of feels a little more real like where you ask for what you need if you need something and uh you don't expect the other person to take care of you in these ways that you haven't directly said uh, you need support with, right. and 
it's it's such a cleaner way to operate. Yeah. But and I and I think that that you know I mean I know like because Bill had been through, well both of us had been through relationships, but he was really sort of very clear by the time he met me. I'm just gonna you know be very very like the straight stuff. This is what it is. And I remember there were some times where I think oh. You know, I wish I wish yeah. you know I had been you know one of those other people where he was more caretaking, yeah. and it didn't <laughs> right. succeed though. So I mean, I know yeah, that right, that's, that's right. I, I do have those fantasies of like succeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So and it's yeah. a bit of a fantasy. I mean, or that's the thing I kind of came to the conclusion is a lot of that's kind of a fantasy world that has all all these problems with yeah. it. You know, uh, except for that, like maybe that one moment sounds wonderful. Where right. boy, yeah, but. Well, so for me, I mean, I know I'm curious for you if this happened because for me, it it really changed my own level of engagement and honesty. And over time, I mean, I had to learn a lot about like really understanding my own dishonesty and engaging in you know in a relationship, the ways that I had been caretaking or not being clear about what I wanted or didn't want. I mean, it's been a long it's been a long process for me to really even let myself know what I want or don't want in order to say it. So I'm wondering for you, here you had Sherry being really clear. Were you that way to begin with, or no? I, I spent many many years kind of with this low grade sort of disappointment that she wasn't understanding me or doing care, taking care of me in various ways and resentful and I mean it wasn't constant resent mm-hmm. I mean we had many fabulous moments to keep us you know happy together but but I mean I, I spent a lot of time resenting her for being that way but in terms and, of your own honesty with oh her, yeah oh yeah I grew like I learned how to just ask for things is that kind of related to what mm-hmm. you're saying yeah. I might I might be a little I, 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 I experimented. I forget what initiated this. Like, what was the inciting incident for me to experiment with? I want this. Can I get this? Maybe it was just desperate. Like, I need help. Let's say, to bring it back to the writing, it's like the, I could use your help with this chapter I'm writing. Would you read it while I do the other thing you were doing? So it kind of made me just be straight with her. Here's what I want. And... Uh-huh. Can you help me? Yeah. And and also to hear that she's not like dying to do it. Like she's not going to bend over backwards to like she's not going to kill herself to make this happen. And so I not only have to be honest and ask for it, but also make room for her to do it. Like I'll I'll yeah. do the I'll pick up the groceries that you are going to do mm-hmm. or and just experimenting with that out of desperation, you know, it was like, well, are we going to get divorced or am I going to figure out how to ask for things and see how it feels? And it turned out it felt all right once I let go of some romantic notion of this person sensing my every need right. and stopping yeah. their lives to make mm-hmm. it happen. And it turned out it was pretty good. It was yeah. like, oh, I got some damn good help. I mean, yeah. I'm using the writing, but it was other things too. But it is amazing. I mean, it's yeah. kind of amazing when you ask what you want and you get it yeah and i mean the the first disheartening thing was to ask and then the person not jumping at it and then so you even have to make room like so that was difficult for me it was like a double Mm -hmm. whammy or you know two things i had to learn which like see my original thought was if she doesn't bend over backward for this it's a it's her failure to love or care or 
and I had to get over that. So I don't know if this yeah. sort of connects to... Oh, yeah. Well, it does with yeah. me when you were talking about um, her honesty with you. I know for me, particularly with Jackie being a writer and how important that is to her and how big that is in her life, it really raises the bar for my honesty because uh, she'll ask me, well, what do you think of this piece? Or she'll ask me, uh, do you want to hear me read this? Or she'll ask me, do you want to go to this thing when I'm doing a reading tonight? And so it requires me to be really honest. You know what? No, I don't want you to read with me. I don't want to hear it tonight. And so I, I hopefully that, that Jackie knows that uh, um, when she asked me about what I noticed that it was her nose, that I'll always tower the truth. And so 95% of the time when I say, yeah, I want to hear, uh, uh, yeah, I think this is really great. Yeah, I want to go to the reading. 95%? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, let's explore that five percent. That's a lot. But but it does. It, I mean, it, it really raises the bar in a relationship when you know that something is a big part of their world, and and, and they yeah. want to share it with you. Huh. Yeah. And do I really want to hear you read that right now, or do I want to watch the football game? You yeah. know, that's that yeah. requires sensitivity and honesty. Yeah, and we're we're. I mean, I know even this week uh, we're struggling with this. Like I'm preparing for this reading last weekend and I, I really kind of asked a lot of Sherry and there were moments where you know I could tell she didn't have anything in her and she said yeah and mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't right and you know we got in a little argument I, for, I even forgot how it exactly it played out but this struggle of like would have been would it have been better if she said I don't have space for that or was there a different way I should have asked or should I have known that, you know, I, I had asked enough support from her? Right. But it gets really tricky, especially for me. The tricky thing about writing in this realm is it's it's more, it taps into like a deep part of me. So if she said like, I, I really don't feel like, picking up those crackers you asked for. You know, you can say, well, what the hell with it? They're just crackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is like this thing I'm working yes. on that's really deep mm -hmm. in me. So it's tricky terrain for mm -hmm. both people. Yeah. You know, I can appreciate for, for you um, being artists and you've written something and just, God, it's flowing out. You just feel great about it. And, oh, my God, I want to share it. And you come running out and I'm reading a book. So do I, <laughs> do I say... Um, Let me yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I, so yeah, it means it's it's in the moment. You want to share it now, and and so yeah, that oh, so yeah. Where do you go with that? I mean, I, yeah. that, that could be hard. I yeah. was really that when we when I first started writing, I mean, everything I wrote, I just immediately wanted to share it with Bill. I mean, I was just so excited about it, and now I'm really, I think that I, um, for the most part, unless it's something I think, and I just need to hear this out loud before I get to my critique group. I just want to hear how it sounds. I, it's usually you asking, do you have anything? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to me that anymore you all say, well, you, do you have anything you want to read or I want to hear the next chapter or I want to know, I want more. And in some ways I feel sort of bad like, what, you know, what have you been doing in that room all this time and you haven't got anything to share with me? But yeah, if I don't have anything, I feel bad. But I can really, the, the desire was so powerful early on. Yeah. Or if I'm going to do a reading and I want to, I just want to practice it. That's another time that I'm like, will you listen? Yeah. And then knowing that if he comes to the reading, he's going to have to hear it all over. Yeah. Well, Jackie just said something I think interesting. The fact that she'd read it to me once and then I was going to hear it at the reading. 
but hearing at the reading would be a totally different environment and different situations, and it would be different. And I know that when she reads a piece that I really like, if we have some friends over, I want her to read it to the friends. I'm more interested in their reaction or her sharing it with them. And it can be next week, different friends. I want to, I want to see their reaction. So I don't tend wow. to get bored with it um, um, because the situation around it changes so much. And, he has a piece that he loves to have me read. You know, like, I've had her read it in half a dozen times. He's had me read it to like six different people because he <laughs> likes it so much. <laughs> that's that's what, yeah. And so what is it? Is it wait, what is it's, it? It's from, it's from that memoir. It's the one about when we travel, um, and it's got a lot of the parenthesis stuff in parentheses. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that piece. Yeah, I do. So it's what, yeah, so when you travel and it's about like the patterns yes. in your uh-huh. travel. The routines. Right. And, uh-huh. and the routines, right. And you cover, like, what I love about it is you cover a lot of ground of like how these tend to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you feel like a history of many trips in uh-huh. this one little scene. Yeah. And there's only a hint of relationship conflict in it, too. Uh-huh. So there isn't much conflict for yeah. good or for bad, right? Uh-huh. But it, it expresses, it, it shows what travel is like as a couple yeah so how do we bring that all home (laughs) well what would I say about this it seems I'm I'm having a long pause here because it seems like there's like some do you have a a good conclusion should I yeah, yeah, you could. You, you can be, it'll you, be okay. your wisdom that everyone will reference. Yeah, end, right. <laughs> you guys asked for it. Okay, I'll put a bow around all this and tie it up and make it just sound fantastic. Okay. All right, and we got. I can smell the yeah. brownies yeah. in the back. Yeah, 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 really. Jack, Jack, you'll be resentful. Um, <laughs> That'll be our next podcast. Not really resentment <laughs> and the clothes it wears. Yeah. Well, I think for me, um, the perspective of not being a writer again is to. Um, to see where you do struggle with writing about loved ones and the impact that will have and everything. And then for me to have been impacted in both a positive way and a ooh way, um, <laughs> um, I see where there's some validity to that. I mean, people can hurt themselves, even though it's unintentional. And, um, and so that would be a fine line. Um, uh, how far do I go? And, and I'm glad I don't deal with that issue. Um, when you say people can't hurt themselves... You mean like the 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 writer can hurt other people, or the writer can hurt that the reader the, can hurt themselves. Yeah, the, reader, uh, the character, yeah, yeah, the yeah. subject. And I and I purposely said they oh. can hurt themselves by what you know, not that what you wrote can hurt them, but they can choose to be hurt by it. Oh yeah, yeah right. So I see. I, and um, or or they can be affected by it, um, as I was by reading that piece about my reality on the airplane. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a lot of responsibility. I mean, there is a lot of responsibility that goes along with writing. And, um, and so I appreciate that. I mean, I mean it, it's a complex thing to write anyway, and then to put all these layers on that about what's right and wrong and the effects and all that type of stuff. That's, um, that's a nuance that... Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got one dumb story from... I think I already told you all about this from my uh, brilliant novel in the works, my first book is that like I just made up in it that the father character has prostate surgery and I made up that there was like temporary impotence for the father figure and and it, it kind of made my my father didn't didn't love that moment and I remember we had an awkward conversation where he didn't love that and then I hung up the phone, and I remember I was just feeling terrible about it. Like, did I do something wrong? You know, I, I made this up. It's a fictional character. 
It's a common uh, uh, side effect of prostate surgery. And then I looked at the book and I realized like the, the main character whose name is Yuvi uh, is impotent for 220 pages of the book. <laughs> But like that didn't bother her. <laughs> that didn't really. bother him. But the one-page yeah. reference of like a post-prostate surgery uh, uh, side effect. Yeah. But it made me like so aware of how complex, you know, the hurt is mm-hmm. of like who gets hurt and why and how hard it is to control that. Like the writer really can't manage no. because when I finished that book, the first thought I had, I mean, one thought was, "Holy shit! Someone wants to publish it." Was shocking. But then also it was like, I skewer myself so no one could possibly get offended. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it was difficult for my yeah. brother, for my mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. It yeah. hurt them in ways that I, I really didn't, didn't even conceive of. Yeah. Or, or, you know, they felt hurt. And it's that part that you don't anticipate because I have a, a similar story to that of a, just a, a short story that I'd written that was published in the South Dakota Review called Chicks. It was this wonderful story that I just loved. I was so happy. It was one of my early pieces that was published. And early on, what's revealed is that there's this couple in 1952 that had to get married because of a pregnancy. And my parents got married in 1950. Actually, I think I might have the date. I changed the dates. But my parents got married around the same time. And there's a mother who is like my grandmother that's a very powerful figure in this story. And I shared the short story with my sister, and she said, well, I don't want anyone to know that mom and dad had to get married. And I said, they didn't. That's not true. It was all made up. It wasn't true. <laughs> yeah. And um, But somehow I think she thought I knew something that she hadn't known. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, no, that's not true. This is fiction. It was, you know, maybe like one scintilla inspired by my grandmother and the fact that my parents got married, but everything about the wedding, everything about their life was completely different. Um, but but <laughs> so but but I think it's that sense of not wanting you know like people in that small town to think that or in that context of that time. I don't know. It was just really like this moment of something completely unexpected that yeah. happened in that. And um, and then the other thing I think what I find in writing with writing memoir is that. Um, there's a, a certain piece of the story that has to do with a friend of mine who I was really close to, and then be, after she became pregnant, I became quite distant from her. Or if you remember yeah, that, yeah, definitely. And um, so I've been. Th- I want to. I'm in contact with her. I want to share this with her at a certain point, like because we, she and I, have even joked about writing this story about what happened, or talked about it. And there's a piece of that story that's left out that's sort of not relevant to the big picture of the memoir, but is sort of relevant to the story between her and I and Bill. And But I've left it out because it just it's like, this isn't relevant to the story I'm telling, but that is a really challenging part of writing memoir is you have to leave things out because it doesn't relate to this story, but it's part of the complexity of the relationship. Yeah. But to, to weave in all of those things, I think that's the hardest thing is you have to leave things out. And all relationships, to me, are far more complex than ever end up on the page. Yeah, right. Oh, that's great. Because, you, yeah, you, you're, you, are, you have to follow this thread in yeah. a way that makes the story compelling and mm-hmm. digestible to people. Mm-hmm. And so you're choosing what parts of the story, whether it's true or not, you're choosing a, a weave a through uh-huh. yeah, uh, uh, these yeah. relationships uh-huh. that 
is relevant. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you have to. And that's tricky for, especially tricky, I think, for other people who are being written about, yeah. but aren't as attuned to that aspect, aspect of it. It's like, mm-hmm. how come you didn't even care about, about that yes. time we went to uh-huh. dinner? And it's like, well, exactly. yeah. it doesn't follow this uh-huh. uh, the organizing principle of what this story is about. Yeah. yeah. So just one more yeah. thing on those lines. Yeah. We've been watching a TV show on, I think it's on Showtime, called The Affair. And um, it's basically told oh, about this, an affair that happens um, between two people. And one half of each episode is told from his point of view, the woman, uh, the, the man's point of view, and then the, the other half is from the woman's point of view. And the way that they're showing it is, I mean, it's kind of about how memory works, I think. Um, because the clothes that people wore in the same scene are different. The sequence of events is different. Wow. The sort of the kernel of what happens seems to be the same, but it's, that is a it's cool really, idea. Yeah, it's really, really, really that cool. seems so writerly. Yeah, or, yeah, uh, yes, very much so. You know, I just think about life is kind of like that. I mean, how often you walk away from a situation and you come back and talk about it and you had very different experiences and yeah i think all we can do is just be open to wow that's what you experienced it's not what my experience was but yeah. it's interesting what i can learn about you yeah well yeah. cool well, thanks so much for letting me bring this oversized microphone to your house <laughs>